everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Diamonds from Coal. Hey, Carrie, nice to have you back. Well, hi, everyone. Good to be back. <laughs> so, last time we talked about making a list for your relationships. Um, and so, I wanted to kind of piggyback off of that and talk about if you're already in a relationship. Um, so, what, what I'm thinking is, you know, if you're already in a relationship, you know, what's the point of making the list? What do you think? Well, I definitely think there's a point in making a list because, you know, things change in relationships. You know, we go through a lot of different um, uh, trying times, you know, loss of a job or, you know, financial, you know, um, difficulties, you know, whatever it is that you're going through. You know, relationships suffer and we always need to be nurturing it and watering, you know, watering it, (laughs) so to speak. So, yeah, there's definitely a time uh, in a relationship where sometimes we have to get back to square one and remind each other why we're there, what, you know, what we committed to in the beginning, especially if you really did have that list put out from the get-go and you and your partner agreed that those were things that you were going to contribute to the relationship. And if somehow you've you've steered a different direction, um, you got to bring one another back. And so, um, and it's definitely important to... Right. And when you find yourself in that position that you're in a relationship and it's not working anymore... You need to be able to pull that list out so that you can examine as to why. Because you can't go to somebody and say, look, dude, or, you know, Carrie, yeah, this relationship isn't working. Because mm-hmm. what are they going to say? Why is it not working? And you're going to go, I don't know, but it's not. And this way you can articulate and say, because from the beginning, I knew that these are my needs. These are the things that I need to have in place. And these are the things that I cannot live with. And you're the personification of exactly why that's not working for me. Exactly. You know, this is exactly why it's not working. Because, you know, you know and there's not necessarily that you're a bad person. It's just you're, it's not meeting my needs. And it goes back to the, you know, because like, um, you know, if you have a, a man and he's, you know, professes to be a Christian or a woman, because women do it too. I'm not just picking on the men. I just, I don't have relationships with women, so. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> so that's why I generally go that way. But if you're in a relationship with somebody and they're saying, oh, I'm a Christian and, you know, I'm this and I'm that. And you think, you know, yeah, okay. And then their life is not matching up with that. That means they lied to you. That's a deal breaker for you. And it's causing, you know, <clears throat> and so there's your deal breaker. And then the fact that they're not going to church, they're not praying with you, they're not praying for you, they're not even praying over meals. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, seriously. So they've lied to you from the beginning, and so there's your deal breaker, and they're not, you know, strong in faith, which is, was one of your requirements. So then you can go to them and say, look, this isn't working because, you know, so what are we going to do with that? But here, here's what I was just thinking as you were saying that. I don't necessarily think it's about somebody not being truthful from the beginning. Because I'm going to speak. I'm going to be very uh, transparent here. Uh, You know, I claim to be a Christian. I am. I feel like I am. I have a great relationship with God. I don't always go to church, but I pray on a daily and I have an ongoing relationship. Now, the most recent relationship I was in, he questioned whether I really was this Christian woman because... um, I did not, from the very beginning, 
make sure that he was on the same page as me as far as getting me to go into church. So this is why I feel like it's important to be equally yoked or at least have a believer that's wanting to work on their faith walk because you hold each other accountable. Now, had he been holding me accountable, which later on down the way he questioned, you know, my statement of faith because I wasn't walking the walk. I really wasn't. And because well, things was he were... Ca- was he passing judgment on you? No, not at all. Not passing judgment at all. He was merely asking me, well, what about us going to church? You said you wanted to do these things. Um, again, in our last episode, you know, our podcast, you know, Deborah had said she wants a man that's going to be strong in his faith, stronger than her, so that he can then lead her. Well, what? it was kind of the opposite. And I, I now lost... Now you know what needs to be on your list. Right. I... <laughs> <laughs> indeed, indeed. So no, I mean he he was and, and I appreciated it. Um, you know, I didn't really like hearing that by any means, but he was like, Well what happened to this? Because he wanted to work on the relationship as well and that was one of our discussions is like getting back into going to church, praying together, things like that. But we I never had my list. Just so y'all know, I did not have my list. So here we are now having this discussion of how to try and work things out while in the midst of being in a relationship and if you didn't have a list. So. Right. So at what point, you know, you're looking at your list, you know, when is it fixable and when is it time to walk away? You know, that becomes a question. And that, oh, that's something you can only answer for yourself because, you know, my deal breaker that makes me walk away might be a fix-it moment for you, you know? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I mean, a man lies to me, especially if it's early in the relationship, I'm not going to stick around. Now, if we've been together for, you know, a few months or even a year and, you know, there was a little white lie, I can probably overlook it. I'm going to say something. I'm going to call you on your crap. Sure. But I'm not, you know, it's fixable. So it kind of depends on where you're at in the relationship and how big the, you know, I mean, if it's a huge lie, then that's something totally different. Sorry about the uh, helicopter going by, folks. We're sitting outside enjoying this wonderful Arizona weather. (laughs) So, yeah, you might hear a little helicopter fly by. So, based on what you just said, too, I mean, it's going to depend each individual. We're here to talk to you about really what Deborah and I have gone through in our relationships and how maybe, you know, we were able to work through it. Um, and it doesn't mean that what we say is, you know, how you're supposed to live. Exactly. It, that's not what this is meant to do. This is just, an this open is meant discussion. to help you to figure out how you want to live and what that looks like for you, you know, and what is your deal breaker that says, okay, we're done versus the deal breaker. That's, this is something we need to work on because this over time, is going to become a problem that's not going to be fixable. But if you nip it early, it can be fixed. So, um, and then the the last thing I want to talk about today was, um, you know, what if you decide to walk away? You know, and they're wanting to work on it, like your situation with your boyfriend. <clears throat> you know, you're like done. And he's like always calling and texting and driving you crazy. At one point, you just say enough. How do you how do you stay with that that decision? Well, it's, it's hard. It's it is, and and there's got to be consistency. Um, I am the worst. I mean, I can't tell you how many relationships I've been done with, and I'm like, I just can't deal with this any longer. 
and I break it off and, you know, they sweet talk me or tell me that they want to change. And then I, and I'm, and I'm a fixer. I want to work things out. I want to help fix things. And so in my nature, it's me to try and work things out. And I take every relationship very seriously as if they are going to be my future husband, which is a whole nother topic on praying for your future husband. That'll be our next episode. Yes. That sounds good. I'll write so, that down for our next episode. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, you know, again, being consistent, making sure that when you're done, you're done. It's hard. It is. You know, you've invested your time with somebody for however long it may seem or be. And uh, it's hard it, because you, let me tell you, I guess I've been conflicted. Like as a godly woman, I'm there to want to work things out. But Deborah also made the point in the last episode oh. that we are not to be submissive to someone who is whom is not our husband. Okay, that's there's a difference. She said you can't be submissive to men in general, just your husband. So, you know, that's where this kind of there's there's some convoluted, you know, conversation here as far as how to actually approach this when you're mm -hmm. not in an actual marriage. So, I don't, you know, I don't know speak on what I just said cuz I'm not even really sure where to go with all that. I it's there's so many things that well, I mean, when you're in a dating relationship, <clears throat> um, when you're in the dating phase of your relationship, it's about seeing if this person is worthy, you know, of, of marriage. So if you find areas that they need to work on, you need to bring that to them from a place of love, not condemnation, and say, look, you know what, this is what I need in my spouse. So if you're looking to be that spouse... You know, this is something you might want to address in yourself and see where it goes from there. If they're not interested, they won't work on it. It's yeah. really that simple. Right. So you have your answer. But, you know, the thing is that with, um, in my past relationships, I, I'm not going to say all men because that's retarded. But, <laughs> but my past relationships, I have found that men want you to accept them as they are. And if you don't like it, don't look. And damn it, I'm the man, I wear the pants, and that's just that. And I'm like, oh, hell to the no. <laughs> but but in, in the defense of men, too, I also have found that there are many women that are the same way. A lot uh -huh. of liberated women, women these days that, you know, it's my way or the highway. And, right, you know, and you have to be in that kind of, it has to be a healthy relationship. Well, healthy relationships mm -hmm. grow and change. Right. But they grow and change together. I mean, it's like um, my friends, the Zigglers, uh, Mark and Cindy. Now, you know, he's, he was my pastor at one point. But I watched their marriage, you know. I mean, I watched when they didn't know I was watching. And I watched how they interacted with each other. Even when they were upset with each other, I would watch how they interacted with each other. And it was, it always came from a place of love. And they always were like, okay, you know what, I can see her point. Okay, I can see what he's saying. And then they would work on it together, and it became a non-issue. So there's a fine line between my way and the highway, and I have expectations, and I have definite needs that I need from you, and you need to want to fulfill those for me. Right. But and I need to be willing to do the same for him. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but what I'm finding... It, it can't, right. It, it's always one way or the other. It's exactly. one or the other. And we, there is a relationship out there because I see it 
in these successful marriages, you know, and I don't consider a marriage successful until you've been married 20 years. Yeah. Okay. Because if you're struggling at, at the 10 year mark, you're probably not going to make it to 25. <clears throat> Excuse me. But when I'm looking at successful marriages, I mean, Mark and Cindy, again, they've been married for, you know, going on 30 years, you know, if not 30 years. And they still are madly in love with each other. You can see it when he looks at her across the room or when she looks over at him and gives him that little secret smile that she doesn't think I noticed. <laughs> Sorry, Cindy, I noticed. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's sweet. And it's they keep that spark going. But they do it because they give 100% as much as they can. Because relationships are not 50-50. I know this is off topic. But there's no such thing as a 50-50 relationship. That's a business partnership. Mm -hmm. You know, you bringing this and I'm bringing this and this is what we have. But a relationship, especially in a marriage, you have to give it 100% all the time. Because there are days that you're not going to have 100%. You're not going to have 50%. They're going to have to be able to cover that for yeah. that day. And then there's going to be days that they're having a bad day. And you're going to have to be able to go, you know what? They're having a bad day. This is a one-off situation. Let it go. You know? How can I help make your day better? You know, you had a lousy day at the office, honey? Okay. You know what? Let's just relax. I'm going to get you a glass of wine. You know, I'll massage your feet. And I'm not a feet person. But <laughs> it's just not my thing. But hey, you know what? If it makes your day better, I'm willing to suck it up, buttercup. <laughs> you know? But you know what? There's going to come a day that my feet are going to be in need. <laughs> but that's where we need to figure out. Is it worth fighting for to to practice the, the uh, steps into going into holy matrimony? I mean, is it worth, you know, the fight? Is it worth working together? Um, and that's really kind of where we're at. And, you know, there's just so many so many intercalities that go into a relationship um, and working together to even see if it's worth working out. I don't know. I mean, yeah. it's going to vary from person to person what you're willing to accept. And relationship accept. to relationship. Yeah. I mean, what you tolerated from this guy, you may not be willing to tolerate from this guy because you, you have higher expectations of him. Yeah. Because you know he, he's better than this. Yeah. And so, and when you can come to him and say, you know what? I know you're better than this. That's going to have a lot more weight to him than it is, you know what? You're not there yet. Let me help drag you. Because that when you're dragging somebody that you know they're kicking and screaming all the way. Yeah. And there's no point to it. Well, that's not an not effective way of approaching no. someone with something that's easier. It's, either, it's easier to push 10 than it is to drag two. Yeah. And that goes for relationships too. If you're having to drag your man into the relationship, is it really a relationship or are you in it by yourself? And you know, you can't have a relationship with somebody else and you're doing all the work because at some point you're going to get pooped <laughs> and yeah. you're going to, and you're going to say, Oh, I am so done. And what's really sad is he's not even going to care. Yeah. You know, because he's going to be finally, the prod's going away. <laughs> Took you long enough. 
So um, now I did want to talk to you about um, something, and it's kind of personal. So I hope you're not going to be too offended. No, bring it. <laughs> it's it's about um, mental illness versus demonic possession, and I know that you're experiencing something very very close to this right now. Mm -hmm. And so I'm wondering how can we tell whether we need to pray for somebody or get them on meds? <laughs> I mean, they, you know, I mean, how do we know? Ooh, you know, and that's something that I've just been praying on, you know, because I mean, ultimately I feel my connection with God. I, I listen for his voice, his, his guidance, his direction and where to go. And, uh, it's been a tough one. If someone isn't willing to listen to you, like she said about the Zigglers and, and their relationship, it's like, okay, I see where you're coming from. If you can't have a partner that is actually, whether they agree with you or not, they still have to acknowledge your concerns. Acknowledge. I don't care if you think that I'm completely and respect, and respect it. If you completely think I'm off my rocker and I'm nuts, then there has to be an intelligent conversation discussing the points that I'm bringing up or you're bringing up. And if, if that isn't something that's a possibility, if that's, if there is just a complete wall put up, and there's no room for discussion or no, um, I don't even know how to explain it. Yeah, it's that highway, my way or the highway type thing. I, I wouldn't even go that. But see, here's the thing, yeah, though. I, I mean, in, in your part. situation, you have this person that's talking to you normal. Everything's great. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden they're spewing all of this, you know, you're this, you're that. All this name calling starts happening. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you're a bad person. You're a bad example to your child. You're this, you're that. You know, and then they don't even remember that they said it. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a problem here somewhere. Mm -hmm. There's a disconnect in their brain. So the problem is either demonic or it's psychological. So what do you do first? Well, first of all, my thinking because that it wasn't some spiritual attack on him per se some of us are weaker, and we do experience some spiritual warfare. Warfare, and um, I, I've seen people that have gone through that. And then there's also the difference between people that are very unaware of their actions, like a hundred percent. You know, I think if you if you know the person and you know their kindness and you know what they're capable as a kind and loving person, and you see all the good sides, and then there's like a moment of like complete unawareness and mental block and no re recording of or recollection of anything that they've just spewed out of their mouth within minutes, I'm going to go with there's some mental issues there. Now see, I'm the opposite. Because if there's demonic involved, that means that the demon is literally possessing them and the demon is speaking through them. When Jesus um, had, you know, this guy that was, you know, um, demo with demonic... Um, possession. I couldn't get my mouth to say mm -hmm. it. You know, when Jesus released that demon from him, he didn't remember any of it. Mm -hmm. He was like, how did I get here? Wow, well, who are you people? You no, know? and that's true. So I kind of fight with both because I feel like there's a little of both. 
I feel like there's a little of both because on a daily, I can see there's some issues with um, uh, lack of memory loss, and and there was some head trauma at one point or you know, in his earlier years, which may have mm. contributed to some memory loss. So I would always joke, it's like fifty first dates with you because I don't, <laughs> I, you don't, re, you don't remember certain things that we've talked about, which have nothing to do with name calling or or his actions. Now I did witness the other day exactly what Deborah was saying, whereas I literally looked him in the eye and I said, "Devil be gone," and I walked away and I said, "Devil be gone," and I started praying and. Literally, he came to me and, and he started talking about something completely different as uh, marriage. Like, hey, you know, have you ever thought about seeing us married together? Completely off the topic, completely away from just what I heard spewed out of his mouth. And he was completely calm. So, yeah, I mean. So, my takeaway from this is that when you're having this in a relationship, you know, you. Because, I mean, you didn't start off with a relationship like this. No. This has come up. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, if it comes up, I think that our first step is to automatically assume that it's demonic. Don't go secular right away. Yeah. You know? Because if it's demonic, you're going to be able to do the devil be gone. Mm-hmm. You know? And, uh, you know, when you pray and you believe what you prayed for, you get it. You know? Especially when you're seeking first the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. And having... God's children not possessed by demons is really high on his list of things that it's okay to be praying for. So, um, you know, I think you've got to go there first, you know, and then, you know, if it keeps coming up afterward or whatever, you know, then start going the psychological route. And, you know, because someone is demon possessed does not necessarily mean that they're weak. Mm -hmm. The demons attack the, the strongest trying to debilitate them so it's not that you know it that he's a bad person or that he's a weak person it's probably the exact opposite well and i don't mean weak as a weak person weak-minded anything like that my point when i say weak weak in the spirit because when you aren't strong in your faith or you're not um spiritually strong that I also think is when you're attacked too. Well, yeah, depression, but, uh, anything he suffers from depression, some other things too. That again, I wouldn't see him as a weak person per se, but spiritually weak. Right, but the, the devil going to try to keep you down. He's not going to want you to rebuild. He's not going to want you to get stronger. You know, and I think that you know we've talked about this before. God knows his plans for us, but I think that the devil has a pretty good idea, too. And mm-hmm. if you've got demon possession, I'm going to tell you, from my, what I've seen, it's usually because the devil is scared spitless. If you, if you don't have, if he didn't keep you down now, and you actually get to that level where you're supposed to go, mm-hmm. his goose is cooked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Well, absolutely. So he's scared of you. Right, and that's based on the post I just made the other day, is that the devil knows just as much as God does as far as what your heart's desire is. And, you know, he's going to try and meddle and, and try and, and... Well, I don't think that that's necessarily true. I think that the devil, um, he can hear you just as easily as God can. So he hears the words that come out of your mouth. But I, he's not a mind reader. You know, we're, you know, God knows your thoughts before you do. Right. <laughs> so he doesn't know everything, but he got enough of an inkling that he's going to try to stop you at every step. 
mm -hmm. that you can. And, you know, I think that the best thing that we can do is, you know, pray for those that are oppressed, you know, and for them to get stronger. Even if that relationship between you two needs to fall by the wayside because you don't, you don't need this. Your daughter doesn't need this, mm -hmm. you know. But that doesn't mean that you stop praying for him. Absolutely not. No. Well, pray you know, for your enemies, down. by the way. Well, not only that, but, and he's not even an enemy, but double down on your prayers. Mm -hmm. for him, you know? Because, I mean, even, well, best, you're fine. Best case scenario is that, you know, it may not be right for you now, but maybe, it, you know, later on, it can come full circle. Mm -hmm. but, you know, that could be too. But you. Thank you. Um, gotta love maintenance. <laughs> we're, we're really multitasking women up in here. <laughs> we get in the house fixed. We do a podcast. <laughs> we have airplanes go by. <laughs> uh, so, you know, um, so I think that we need to pray for, um, you know, all of those that we that we even suspect maybe have demonic, because I'm going to tell you what, especially in the secular world, they want to go straight for a pill. But that's just masking the problem. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's why we need to pray first, you know, and then maybe seek the pill. Right. Well, and he had been on medications, and he felt that he was free of all that. He felt like he was a more whole person, um, well-put-together person. Mm-hmm. Um, clear conscience, everything else due to getting off, you know, what, again, secular world, you know, medicine, all that, it was mm -hmm. drilling in his head that he had to have in order to live a normal life. And um, I can definitely see that he does not, per se, need any medication. But, I, you know, I tell him, you know, I think you might have a little Tourette's because <laughs> he's... Because it's actually kind of funny at some of the stuff that just spews out of his mouth. And, you know, got to love him. But, you know, but at some point, you know, your heart, your soul, my joy, you know, that's important to me. And, you know, you, you can think that you can work through it and, you know, it's okay. Can I deal with this the rest of my life? Well, you know, I, at some and point, do you want no. to? No. Yeah. You know, exactly. I mean, is this really going to benefit me? Or him. I mean, how is it helping him? But listen, if I'm all like you listeners, I'm not saying all of you, but I'm conflicted always. Am I here to do God's work and help someone get through that and stand by? Or when do you walk away? I mean, this is well, really the question. Well, you've got to realize, honey, though. you're not supposed to save the world one man at a time. I am not. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and if you knew me, if y'all knew me, you'd know that's what I'm trying to do or ha have in the past. But, you know, when you love somebody, it's really hard to walk away and not want to try and help them. Um, but like Deborah said, you know, if this is a spiritual warfare on him, pray for him. Maybe it comes full circle and you two do get back, to, we get back together, whatever the situation may be. But it's like determining, and that's why we're here today, I don't think we really address anything face on about you know exactly what to do because every situation is going to be different but you well, also... I think the first thing you have to do is you have to pray for um, God's wisdom and God's will in your life and be willing to do whatever 
he tells you to do. Yeah, I'm not Including good at listening, what? FYI. Yeah, like, like, if you could see us right now, I'm glaring at her, okay? <laughs> I'm really not obedient all the time. A lot of times I am, but I am that kid that seriously... When it comes to her relationships, though, she's very, she's very loyal. And she's very fierce with her relationships. And when the Lord is screaming, run! She's like, but, but, but they need me. I can fix it, Lord. And he's like, oh, you're Because you know he's Jewish. <laughs> True story. This is real talk for real because... Um, but that again, I was the same way. I was the same way. That's why I had to take. A, I mean, I've been on on a you know ten year celibacy, you know, and just uh, avoiding men altogether because, you know, I I get a hold of one and they're like a new toy. I got to put it together and fix it and make it my own. And <laughs> you know, I, but you know what the thing is though that I've never met a man that said, "Gee, I need a woman to come fix me." They don't want to be fixed. You know, they have their as-is tag, same as we do. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know? That's true. Very so true. So we need to be willing to say, okay, this may not be the relationship, the the, the husband relationship that, that God has for me, but that doesn't take away from the fact that it is a relationship in my life. Mm-hmm. And I need to pray over this relationship, and I need to pray over this person, and I need to be you know, obedient to the Lord and speak his wisdom over this person and help them to be the best person that they can be mm-hmm. so that they can find that person that's right for them. Because if you're not right for that person, mm-hmm. you're wasting his time. Well, with you just saying that, that's a great point. As we're talking about, okay, we're in a relationship. How do we make this work? We didn't have a list. Now what? The first Thing that you need to do is pray for that person that you're with. Bottom line, start Absolutely. praying. That's and that's, that's the be, first step, right? And that's going to be part of our next uh, our next show is going to yep. be about you know how do you find your future spouse? You know where do you look? What rock do you have to turn over? Well, not only that, but just praying for it. Like right, have that's, that but list. That's, that's how it starts. So. Yeah, putting it but, into, into but, the yeah, put it out there. You know, you got to put it out there to the Lord. Yep. And say, Lord, I don't want to be alone anymore. You know. But I don't want to be married just for the sake of getting married because then I'm going to get divorced just for the sake of getting married. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, no, thank you. That's not <laughs> So um, I think that we've covered a lot of ground here. What do you think? I do. I think there's a lot to be talked about in regards to this. But let's just let's just go with to, to start with if you're in a relationship right now, not really sure if it could be worked out or not, just start praying intently to God and what it is that you want worked on in the relationship. Again, you've got to be intentional, not just, you know, Lord, be with so-and-so and, you know, be in our relationship. Right. You Literally Yeah, you be can't say, Lord, fix my marriage. Because the Lord's going to like, well, where would you like me to start? <laughs> Amen. Exactly. So you've got to say, Lord, fix, you know, we're arguing all the time, Lord. Help us to find better ways of communicating with each other. You know, mm-hmm. Lord, help us to um, be receptive to each other's needs and to be willing to fill those needs. Whatever it is, pray intentionally, like Carrie said. Yeah, and I would just say start with that. And, you know, there's more to be discussed. I'm hoping that we can get some of our listeners uh, to tune in at some point where we can get your feedback so we can kind of hear what you're feeling 
what you've gone through and your relationships, why you stayed, why you didn't. I think that would help us to speak oh, yeah. more on it. And I, but absolutely, send us emails. Um, I know that through Anchor you can send us voice recordings. Um, so whatever, um, you know. But get in touch with us. I mean, my phone number is listed on, on my Facebook for crying out loud. So you can always get a hold of us. You know, and let's talk about it. Um, we would even love to have, you know, somebody call in and be, you know, like a guest with us and, you know, really have a, an actual conversation about relationships. Because, uh, you know, this this podcast is, is about um, our Christian walk, but it ha it's always based in relationships. So we've really got to get that down. Mm -hmm. You know, we've got to understand what relationships are and what they're not. Because a relationship is not supposed to fix you. You're supposed to come to the relationship already put together. You know? Amen. That you can't, is the you can't truth. come in with with all this baggage <laughs> because you're gonna end up with more baggage. You know, so you've got to be whole within yourself before you have anything to offer. You know? And if you don't have anything to offer, you have no business asking for a relationship on any level. Yeah. You know, you just, you have no, it's not fair. You know, you're having unfair expectations of your relationships. So you need to be, you know, whole within yourself um, and all prayed up and just, you know, ask the Lord to put the people in your life that he would have there and to give you the discernment to know where to put them. Because sometimes, you know, God will introduce you to a man and he's not thinking he's husband material. We're trying to make him into husband material, but he ain't it. Yeah. But he's a man that needs you for this season to pray for and pray with and help him to become the, the godly man that God created him to be from a to totally different place yeah. than that male-female relationship. Yeah, exactly. So um, I think that's going to do it for us today. I We're up to 35 minutes almost. So um, God bless everybody. Again, you can email us at the letter U, the letter R, diamonds, from Cole at gmail.com. All right. Be blessed, everyone. We'll look forward to having you tune in next time. Bye.